Ooh. Boom. Clapped it. Clapped it. Um, all right. Fuck it. We'll get going. <clears throat> la, la, la. See if I still remember how to ride this bike. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 58 for those eardrums. Do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Guys, tell a friend. If you have some feedback, some ideas for a concept you'd like to see us do, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Almost lost there. This is the second most awesome. I'm Brandana. And with me, as always, splash in the pod whenever the fuck he feels like it most awesome pay that map his money <laughs> i was wondering if you're gonna get that reference nice there you go oh i know it baby he, i do he, i do the little rounders little of that rounders game bro yeah exactly i love it that's a great scene teddy kgb mm-hmm. all time i'm surprised he never made it onto our villains list way back in the day now that i think about it he's a bad he's guy a in that song? movie he's a bad no he's a hero baby Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I guess it depends on what side you, the aisle you sit. Sure. Do you remember when I broke down that episode and like I proved that like Michael McDermott didn't sleep for something like four and a half straight days? Yeah. 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 You went. You you went a nice little run on that. Yeah, it's an image. Much like much like Michael did. <laughs> exactly. It would be classic. Dust it off. Put it in your eardrums. <laughs> uh, guys, we have a jam-packed episode fifty-eight. We're doing. Rip from the headlines, we are talking the 2019 Final Four. We're doing the MAB inbox, going to hit a couple, going to do map degrees of separation payoff. That's right. Mm. Your boy Brandana had to watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And that was That's a, right, baby. a hard watch. All right, uh, Neapolitan <laughs> Showdown, we're doing best beers. Do the Brandana Gambling Corner, if we have the time. Does the universe hate us? And we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour of power starts now. headlines final four probably the easiest time i ever asked this why are we talk about that this week brother um i don't mm-hmm. know because it's the final four all right people want to know about it Looks while right. they're listening it it'll be championship monday night yeah we don't know who's there but maybe we're gonna make a little little prediction Ooh, little let's, thoughts let's start right now who's there well, well we've got let's start uh, up top and work our way back we've got uh oh you, oh, you want to start with who's in the championship right now is that what you're saying yeah I don't, yeah, I don't think that's what nah, I think it's called. Nah, think it's called we're not coming too hot so quickly. Okay. I was <laughs> right. like, man. People just shut it just, off. They're like, we're right, just not even, out. we're just skipping the four points. All right. Do it your uh, way. We got, we got uh, UVA versus Auburn. Uh, mm-hmm. And we got, uh, in the other matchup, Michigan State versus Texas Tech. And I'm liking both of these matchups. Just from like a, just a, just a, a audience uh, or a basketball audience member, I like both of these stylistic plays going up against each other. All right, buddy. So, what are uh, what are you looking for out of the gate in this? Like, just for the layperson that, like we talked about, I think a few pods past, like 
college basketball for better or worse. And, you know, people start to really, it's one of those like a lot more viewers in the championship season than there probably is during the regular season in any other sport. So now people are mm-hmm. kind of catching up. They've seen these teams play three or four times or at least saw the highlights. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them to look for in each of these matchups to kind of keep it a little bit more interesting? Yeah, I, uh, I we'll, let's start with UVA Auburn, Virginia Auburn. I, this is a great matchup of like stylistically oppositional teams going at each other. You have UVA Virginia, who is a half court, half court grind them out, grind them out. Has probably the slowest pace, meaning tempo of gameplay. Seriously, watching them, it's like whoa, fast break! Everybody slow down! Everyone slow down! Whew. We almost got it. We almost got a fast bucket there. <laughs> right, Everyone right. Pull it back. We don't want to run. We Dude, don't want to. I run. know that was a two on one, but bring it back. Bring it back. We'll slow it up. Got to get. Got to get numbers. Five on five. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> versus, versus Bruce Pearl's led Auburn, who likes to run and gun, and they like to shoot the three. Three ball. Baby. So it'll be it'll be very interesting. And I also like this is uh, Auburn is the lowest seed that's in there. We we talked about we ranked our our Sweet Sixteen members last pod. We were both pretty low on Auburn, and I think uh, they played above their heads. They beat a, a UNC team that we were not expecting them to beat. So they got a little bit of that. Nobody believes in us. Uh, uh, Okiki, Chemi Okiki, their forward kind of big man, 6'8", tore his ACL, um, and it didn't slow him down against Kentucky. So we'll see if they'll be able to carry that momentum into the Final Four or is it going to catch up to them? Are they going to finally reach their level and meet a, just an unflappable team in, in, in Virginia, a well-coached Tony Bennett team, and guys that have been there and then trying to make a little redemption tour themselves after last year's uh, first-round knockout by UMKC? So I don't want to talk to you. UMBC, my bad. Yeah, all good, brother, all good. Shout out, shout out to fast. Maryland, Baltimore County. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so I don't want to, and obviously there's a higher seed and no shitting on, you know, the VCUs, the George Masons, mm-hmm. those lower seeds that have snuck their way or earned their way into the Final Four. But I want to ask you kind of that on paper. Is Auburn, is this a fluke that they got there or do they just play better basketball against better teams? Yeah, I mean, they just, they were, when they played UNC, I mean, they were on fire. Yeah. Uh, and they continue that in against yeah, the... Yeah, they, they didn't sneak past KU either. You know, it's just no, no. like it was like domination. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is and I watched when they were going up in that 5-12 matchup against uh, New Mexico State, they, they should have lost that game. They 100% should have lost that game. And they didn't, and then they proceeded to lay waste to blue blood, blue blood after blue blood. KU, UNC, mm. Kentucky, Ooh. and now they've got Virginia. I know. Blue blood crosshairs just smoking them. All right, let's hop on to this other matchup right here. Um, Texas Tech and Michigan State. You surprised either of these teams are here, bro? Um, Well, yes and no. I mean, not Michigan State so much. And and some of the pools that I have, I have Michigan State actually winning uh, the whole thing. So I do. I am high on Michigan State. I like them. They're Obviously, they're well coached with Tom Izzo. But they are just – they play hard. These guys play hard, and they've got a good point guard, junior Cassius Winston. Um, he's the leader. He controls the pace, and he has been playing very well in controlling the rhythm of the game. This is what you need in the Final Four and making a good tournament run. You need that backcourt play. You need that point guard to kind of be the calming point of your team and control the offense. He's been doing that. Um 
the the Michigan State team plays hard. They've got some some athletic guys. They've got some big guys that they can run at you and and Ward and Tillman and and Kenny Goins. And uh, if they can get it all again, get that offensive flow in the right way, the kind of the way that they had against Duke, they're going to be a pretty tough out against Texas Tech, which you know we kind of hinted at was going to you know we kind of tease a little bit if we thought they made it to the Final Four, that'd be the team that would be the surprise of the Final Four, right? No one really kind of expected them. They were picked like seventh in the Big 12 to start the season. Here they are in the Final Four, and they're playing really well. Yeah, you pretty... little... Hats off to my boy. Sorry, I had... You know what? So hats off, I'll just interrupt you. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take this compliment. You're going to fucking love it. Uh, yeah, they, you know, you're talking Texas Tech. I think we're boiling down the Final Four from the Sweet 16, or at least the team right. that we should keep on our radar. What is it about the kind of pet ball Texas Tech is playing right now that got them here? Man, I mean, they're just – so when they played Michigan, and Michigan offense was struggling. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Michigan offense was struggling, so when they just locked them up, I mean, it was historically bad Yeah. Uh, first half. I mean, it was pretty low scoring. And I was like, I don't know. I, I, you know, obviously I knew that their, their defense ranked really high. They're actually the number one uh, adjusted defense in the country. But it was at that, like, kind of just perfect meshing of bad – you know, bad offense versus good defense or great defense, really just kind of sticking them to them. But no, then when they face off against Gonzaga, I mean, they they legit were just trading blows and then locked them up in the last like four minutes of the of the game and really kind of took over defensively. You've got Tariq Owens who's been playing awesome, just the six ten kind of spindly wiry you know jack rabbit who can just kind of cover all sorts of ground just disrupt shots block shots um he had that kind of uh it was a terrible call where he blocked the shot and saved it uh he was like three feet out of bounds the refs missed it but hey it was a good hustle play and these guys play hard like that's the thing this michigan state texas tech game is going to be these guys are going to be getting after it i don't know if it's going to be the prettiest basketball that you ever saw but they are going to be i mean they are going to you they're gonna they're gonna lay their bodies on the line for this game, and uh, Jarrett Culver is for Texas Tech is a perennial uh, lotto pick potentially. I mean he's right there, and then you've got uh, uh, Moretti, their their guard from Italy, who's been raining threes. And so if they can get a little outside presence, drop some threes in there, and get that offense to kind of just catch up a little bit with their defense, yeah, they're gonna be a tough play as well too. So. That, that's why I like this game because I think it's going to be a hard-fought, hard-contested game. I do, and this is kind of wild, right? Like, I'm trying to think, you know, the last time it's just, you know, it's four distinct teams that we all feel like deserve to be here that have earned their right to be in the Final Four. I know that's a cheesy, right. like, just sports stick radio thing to say, but, I mean, they have, and it's kind of four different styles of basketball like that you can actually see you know like it's just it's going to be really fun to like this matchup is going to be great and the championship matchup is going to be just super interesting to see like who kind of succumbs to whose will yeah exactly and i think it's going to come down to like i think it's going to come down to coaches i mean chris beard with texas tech is a good young up and coming coach uh tom Izzo for msu has been there 
You've got Bruce Pearl, who yeah, Bruce Pearl is Bruce Pearl. I'm not going to get into his whole story. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, Thanks. he's more of a. But he's he's one of those guys that's like he's like what they consider like a player's coach. Like he's like an emotional guy. Sure. Like I think he can. I don't think he's going to draw something up at the end of the game to to free somebody up to win the game to get an open look. Mm-hmm. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to get his team mentally right in that spot. Kind of like uh, I mean, Cal Perry's a little bit that way, but. He's going to get them mentally, like, zoned in, dialed in. It's us against the world. No one believes in us. We shouldn't be here. And you know what? We're going to go out there and just shock the world. Yeah. And then you've got Tony Bennett, who is who's a really good coach, even though he got ousted by a 16 seed last year. I mean, he's a good coach. He's put up a lot of 30-win uh, ball clubs at Virginia. And you don't get there just by a, in the ACC, let alone. You don't get there being a slouch, and he's a good coach. Um, but I think this is where an experienced coach has a little bit of the edge, too, that's kind of been through these battles and kind of gone through it. And that's why I give the, the slight edge to Tom Izzo in Michigan State. Okay, so real fast, uh, just kind of in the tournament, I get that I'll go with Izzo. And I wonder, is this Izzo making a claim for that coveted most awesome top college coaches <laughs> six slot? Is that what he's fighting for? Number six, right? He's Start running. He's number running. seven? I, mean, he could, I think he's fighting He for could six. make six, seven, somewhere in there. Yeah, he could make a run at it. I mean, he's obviously he cemented a uh, – Knocked off his boy. Uh, Bayheim? No, no, I mean, I, well, who'd you have number one? I thought you had Coach K at number one. Oh, I wouldn't at number one. I oh, wouldn't. Yeah, number yeah, two, number, one, number two active. is Coach K. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, active, active number one. My current active number one, um, yeah, yeah, he got him, and he I, did get him. He did get him. Uh, and what did I, how, what, did, what did I say that I was concerned about that Duke game for those Duke teams? Remember what I said? Uh, I think it was, prim- was perimeter shooting, right? Three ball, perimeter shooting, and and free throws, right? Oh, you got that Everyone, specific. Said, All right. Yeah, 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 got, how many air awards you need in one segment? Bro. Bro, 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 bro. Well, yeah, if you're dealing them out, <laughs> then I need them, my friend. All right, they're all yours. Um, Give them to nobody but, else. But but yeah, and so yeah, I think he'll get that that seventh if he if he gets his if he gets his dub, this puts him at number two titles. I think ten Final Fours. That's a lot of Final Fours. Is only being a coach since 1995. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, just real fast as we're closing this out, like what happened to the number ones? Like is it yeah. is this over? Is this something different? Because I know like as we kind of see, we talked about the the one and done's. It seems like Coach K's mm-hmm. even what he curses is now kind of like what he's quote-unquote mastered or whatever not but it mm-hmm. just seems like you know we have these these schools the blue bloods and everything that have the one and dones and kind of can make a run and if not it almost seems like they're starting from scratch not a true scratch because they're gonna get another amazing freshman and make kind of that deep right. run i mean is it is just kind of done of us seeing like three to four and this is you know total overreaction but three to four number one seeds in there and now it's just going to be kind of a sparkle of just kind of like because it's a tough tournament and we're going to see more yeah. of just like kind of different seeds coming in and making their way into that final four. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's, it's not forgiving. If you don't come out there and, 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 and are dialed in every day, every game, it's uh, you're going to get beat. And that's what, like, we'll talk about UNC who we were very high. I think I had them as my, my number one overall team. I think you had like your, your number two overall team yeah. last pod. Um, they just ran into an Auburn, like I said, that was just on fire. Yeah. And their three best guys, uh, Cameron Johnson, Luke May, and Kobe White, played like shit. They were 14 from 40 from the field, 35%. And then they they basically went down. They were leading that whole first half of that Auburn game, UNC was, and then only to go hit like two two quick layups, like right in the last like 10 seconds. So they're down heading into halftime by two, not insurmountable. And then by the time that 90 seconds passes into that 
second half, they're down 10 points already. Yeah. Because they because Auburn just cut, and from there it was just boom, it was gone. Auburn was 17 for 37 from free. That's 46. percent You ain't beating teams if they're shooting <laughs> that well and that 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 volume from three. Um, so that's what happened to UNC. Uh, Gonzaga with Mark Few, uh, they were trading blows, and then like the last, like I said, like last four and a half minutes of that game, they just got locked up. That just the momentum swung, and they couldn't get it, and they didn't have the guys to go out there and do it. And it was the first time that you had seen Gonzaga, who had played some battles before, really kind of get shook. And this is, you know, Mark Few's a good coach, but this is one of those things where it's like Mark Few plays in the in the WCC, like the Western uh, something conference, and plays like St. Mary's, plays a bunch of jobbers, and it's kind of like that. We want to talk about uh, going back to some of our Kansas uh, fellows out there, going back Rock to K-State. Rock, well, not Rock Jayhawk, go, going with the Wildcats, oh, with the O-Pops and the O-Dogs. The, sure. that, Bill, that Bill Snyder, like, hey, let's load up on, like, four scrubs in the offseason before we get into Big 12 so we can get that automatic bull bid. And I yeah. kind of feel like that's how Mark Few is. So maybe Mark Few, maybe you want to think about laying out, you know, yeah, you could get Duke this year, but let's, like, run the gauntlet and go through a tough offseason or, or tough non-conference schedule before you get into these cupcakes in the in the WCC. Um, because then when you when you go up against a hardened team like Texas Tech, who is just going to kill you for every possession, you've been through those battles time and time again. Yep. Uh, I think that's a great point, brother. All right. Uh, up against it with Ripped real fast. Tell me. I think you said you're national champion. Michigan State. Said who you got? Michigan State. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, let's go Chalky. Let's go uh, Virginia, Michigan State. Winning it out. I just like the, I like the style uh, matchup against Auburn. Plus, they're a six-point favorite heading into it. I don't want to tease too much on the gambling tip. Um, but I do like MSU taking it. Uh, I think a low-scoring affair. I think it like that mid-60s, you know. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I could see it like 66 to 61. I think just kind of a slow-paced, you know, drag-out game. Yeah, I'll do uh, Michigan State and Auburn. I think Michigan State's experience uh, gets them past Ooh. Texas Tech. I'm going to do Auburn because, like, I, they are hot right now, and there's something about Virginia's – Refuse. I know it came up uh, kind of positive ago when people talk about, it, but their refusal to change the way they play, play basketball. Like if you know if Auburn gets mm-hmm. a little hot, they get behind. Like I could see Virginia just kind of trying to do their half court and just like not qu- quite being able to catch up. And they did kind of dodge a bullet against Purdue. You want yes. to uh, huge huge bullet jump into that inbox, brother? Oh yes, I do. Let's get in it. Um, all right. First one we got from we need to give this man a title. So yeah, sort oh. of like uh like I don't whatever czar of the box or something. Anyway, you know right. what we're talking about. <laughs> we got uh all right, shitty century. Who's had a better life so far? A thirty five year old Boston sports fan or twenty five year old super Marvel nerd? Both would be around fifteen years old when this horrific run of dominance began. Mm. It's a great question. I love it this is. question. Okay. I thought long and hard on this. I, I did too. I, first of all, it took me, it was kind of like, it was like a double negative. I was trying to figure out like, all right, like who had it shittier? Like I, obviously neither <laughs> one of them had it like shitty. Right. So here's, here's my take. I, I would say that, God, I still can't wrap my head around. Okay. So the Boston fan has had a little bit easier because so both of the, he's saying both started around the age of 15. I remember being 15 and very into comic books and like not, being able to contain myself to see like an X-Men movie and there'd be whispers in magazines, but it would like never sure. happen. It was like 19, 
97 so it finally started kind of coming around so i had to wait a really long time so that was super so I, i'm basically i'm saying the kids have it easy they're kind of into it and immediately when they they have the instant gratification a new comic book movies coming out now my other point i'll, I'll lend you this most awesome mm. is i think the boston fans have it better because they like it like that because if a 15 year old is a huge fan of like silver surfer and you're a fan of nightcrawler like if silver surfer's movie's good he doesn't walk out and just like fuck you nightcrawler fans we're the fucking bet like there's just like there's this kind of like this this championship thing that boston fans get their victories and on top of that the icing is they also get the fuck yous they get to pass out to everybody else right <laughs> Right, I like this. I like it because, um, yeah, I, I, it was hard for me to think like who. N neither one of these teams, like the person who had it shittier, is like the people that are like next to these t like Uber fans, like an exactly. Uber Boston yeah. fan or like an right. Uber Marvel Comics fan. Like it's us. We're the ones that had it shittier for the last fifteen years, ten years or so. Um, but I, I looked at it as like also too. I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on your point there. But I also looked at like who's the worst person in this? Like which person is the worst person or like which, which kid is growing up like groomed to be the worst because they've just mm. had this like, Oh yeah. Just run of just like dominance. And like every time I turn around, like this great movie's coming out or, you know, fucking Boston Bruins win again or yeah. all these teams like come together. And I still got to say it's, the Boston sports fan, like that's the person that has had it the best. And it's probably going to be the more entitled person, the more aggressive, like quick to throw on, like, I don't know, I don't know, 16 title or, or in last 16 years, 12 titles. Like I just go to parades every year. Like that's my vibe. That's what I do. Okay. Well, like, yeah, he's, the, he's the more insufferable person. Sure. But, but here also, so who has the faster fall from grace? So in the Marvel movies, like fucking come to an end or they're canceled out or whatever, just like, you know, uh, if the Fantastic Four and the, you know, Legend of the Cursed Skull or whatever fucking movie they're doing, and that's they finally right. get shit canned or they're not doing it anymore. Like, that Marvel fan can go back to their comic books, go back to, like, I don't know, their uh, whatever TV shows like Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. Like, the sure. Boston fan, as soon as the legacies are over, like, they just got to shut the fuck up and zip it. Because yeah. nobody oh. wants to, nobody in 2023 wants to hear about the fucking run you had in, like, 2011. Shut the fuck up. Right, exactly. Yes, and that's the thing is, is they are going to get their comeuppance, which will be sweet. I, mean, I did crossed. also, I also did draw, a, a, like, a, a Venn diagram of, like, the worst people. And I put, like, Marvel fans and then Boston fans. And I was like, there's got to be that <laughs> sweet spot of, like, the kid oh, who was, yeah. like, born in 1992 is, like, 27 years old. Grew up in Boston as like a huge Marvel fan and has seen like twelve titles and like twenty one films, grossing like eighteen and a half billion dollars. Like that kid right there. Like let's 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 tag those kids. Let's keep an eye on those kids because oh, man, that's I think point. that that I don't I think that that little Venn diagram, that little slice of whatever South you know South Boston, wherever that kid is who loves those two things. That kid's going to be the worst person in, on the planet. Yeah, let's actually find that out. I'd love for send us an email at mavsportspodcast at gmail.com, Venn diagram. I mean, we'll, we'll try to figure out. We'll put a third one on it, and we'll get it posted up on our – I legit – I did draw a Awesome. You see my, ben, post my Venn diagram? <laughs> That's awesome. we got to post that better. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, the one-third thing, like the sense of the title. I don't know, like, their, their parents, like, bought them into college or something. Oh, too soon. Too <laughs> soon, Bran. Dana. Boston kids don't go to college. We know. Oh, oh, wow. Look at that. Getting on the Philly tip. 
All right. Uh, next email. The WWE is coming to KC. Everybody had a wrestling phase. I, I love when uh, I love when Banger uses the exclamation points. Everybody had a wrestling phase. It's like no one's disagreeing. Copy that. <laughs> yes, we agree. Everyone did. Uh, it's basically a soap opera with metal chairs and steroids. It's filled with plot lines and characters. What's a plot line you remember when you watched? Which one was the most ridiculous? All right, most awesome. Out of the gate, did you watch a little WWE? I think F in our days. Oh, yeah. Now it's called the WWE. I don't know what this WWE is. I know WWF, and, and then all of a sudden they got into a fight with a panda. The panda and bears, it, it yeah. won. Panda yeah, bear people. The, the World Wildlife Foundation took over from my beloved World Wrestling Federation. It's, it's, so, it's so weird because that's not the, it's not the only organization to share an acronym. I mean, maybe I'm talking to my ass, but I'm just like, I know there's other ones. All right. Sure. Look like uh, there might be. Brandana I don't just know. Got yeah. Some homework. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But like, what is it? Was it a fight over like a website? Like, it was predate all that. So why were they? Why like World World Wildlife Feder- uh, Foundation? Like, yeah. Like if, what's if you were, if you, were you can't do- share the block. Yeah. What's going on? If you were donating to like you know save the spotted frogs in you know Peru or whatever, and you tuned into like WWF Raw, were you like super confused? You were just like, I don't. Right. This isn't Did the my- telethon for the frogs. I thought it was. Did my donation go to Jimmy Superfly Snuka? <laughs> like, what happened? Uh, all right, so you did watch. So out of the gate, what's yes. your – So let's just do favorite storyline and most ridiculous. Or just one – favorite one that stands out the most uh, on the positive tip and the, like, negative tip. Uh, yeah, it's really hard for me to, like, distinguish between ridiculous and favorite because they were all, like, right. ridiculous. They were all just, just corny. Um, Except the one I'm going to mention, yeah. The one that there's there's two really that that stood out to me and and one I go this will this will be on the one on the on the sad slash negative tip, um, is when like, and I didn't know I wasn't like following all of the interworkings of the WWE or F at this time and like when Hulk Hogan went from good guy oh, and then left the yeah. WWF to go to the WCW, WCW yeah. and went with like the New World Order and became like that heel and then like. Got the like dark beard, but still had the white like uh, bleach right, Fu Manchu. Yeah, you know what I mean? Colored his beard, yeah. Colored his beard. Got the, the got the do the pre brandana do rags going. Mm-hmm. Sunglasses in there and became a heel. And and I would say that was like I was like I felt like that that was about the last time that I really was invested. And it was kind of like a that hero because I was a huge Hulkamaniac growing up as a kid. And I was like, all right, this yeah, is brother. the time that I need. The, yeah, brother, eat your vitamins, brother. Um, so that was so that was like for me that was like my Saturday morning diehard WWF fan like died right there at that moment when he went to W uh, NWO. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Now I'm trying to picture it. That's a lot of pressure. I wonder why he would do because he was like he was the favorite like and especially our age like we all rooted for him. My favorite status storyline is actually a Hulk Hogan one, and this is like Ooh. this is mid '80s, yeah, probably yeah. like late '80s. It was him versus like earthquake or the earthquake when uh oh yeah i think he body slammed him or whatever but then there was a time when earthquake did his atomic drop or whatever the fuck the movie was called and just like dropped all his weight on hulk hogan and then like broke hulk hogan's ribs and hulk hogan had to be carried on a stretcher and i remember like it got a little dusty for six-year-old brandy little dusty brother little dusty i mean they carried on a stretcher now like even think about it's like i think i've broken some ribs i know like uh listener wheatley has like broken my ribs before at least like strained them like not as sure. huge, but it was just like watch him get carried out, and you kind of. Can I get into this now? Yes, of course. All right, buddy. So finding out that wrestling was fake, 
It was right. like finding out Santa Claus wasn't real, but it happened later in life, and you just got super defensive about it. Like you couldn't, right. like right. you couldn't believe it. You'd be like bullshit. Like you kind of, you felt like a little bit was true, and then even after you accepted that it wasn't, like when you accepted Santa Claus wasn't real, like you no longer got gifts from Santa. You would still mm-hmm. fucking watch like the WWF after you knew it wasn't real. Like, do kids now do they just know it's not real, or like are they still like they're just accepting it and it's just like theater? Yeah, I think that they've, they've got to be right. The, the internet has got to have ruined yeah, that I mean, for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? there's no way. So there's no way. But yes, I do remember. Like, I do remember. My dad told me that Mr. Forstar was like, you know, that's fake, right? You know, it's fake. Yeah, and I was just like, but, but. Like it was, it was less about like even objecting to the premise that it was fake, and more of like straight confusion. I yeah, know, like yeah, I couldn't yeah. wrap up. Like these guys are jumping off the top bump, like they're landing on each other. But how is it fake? Yeah, like it doesn't make the any sense. Like you, you didn't yeah. quite understand. It's just like what. Like your brain couldn't comprehend. Like it was like a business. It's just like, whoa, oh, oh, what, Dad? They get together like two days before this, and they just rehearse right. all these moves, and they just like right. practice exactly. the flip and stuff. Is that, is that what they a, do? It's just a choreographed dance, <laughs> and they know the uh, outcome, and 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 they practice these moves. Okay, Dad, whatever. Like you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. That was. Uh, that was. That was uh, that was a, a a rough moment when you kind of figured out. It is. It is one of those moments where it's like. Do I believe in anything anymore? Yeah. Like, can I trust so again at nine years old? Well, because you couldn't, um, like, you kind of couldn't, because we didn't have the internet, so you couldn't get like a super straight answer. Like, there'd be murmurs, like maybe like like a friend's parents would tell you or something. You'd hear them like hammered, and they talk about it, and then like, right. But like, uh, you know, you're like, you'd be like, no, no way, and then your parents were, like, no, it's real. So it was just like you didn't kind of know it was, and then you try to like look closer. You're just like, I don't, I think that's a real hit. Do you see like an actual slap? Because they did try to do something. You're just like, well, there, like, it's got to be real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or the worst case is then you see the angle where they catch, like, the kick that missed, like, yeah. by, like, 30 feet, and they yeah, just were stomping on the canvas. You're yeah. like, uh, it's, it's, it is fake. It is fake. <laughs> well, I think that's what I couldn't figure also, out is just, like, who would be up for losing? You're telling me, like, one of these guys is just like, okay, I'll be the loser? Like, that sounded insane. Yeah, it's crazy to me. And it does make me wonder, like, at the same time, how how did information get passed around so easily? Like, there was no internet. Like, was everything just rumors? Like, everyone's yeah, like, oh, rumors yeah. out. WWF is fake. And I everyone know. just, like, spread the word and breaks young Brandana's heart. Is that how that worked? I think it was. I think, like, you know, like, the because that's where, you know, if you were out sick from school or something, you had the flu. Like, you were behind on the times. Because I think, like, something – you remember, like, something would just become an obsession, like – like wrestling, yeah. you know, wrestling was the talk of like for ten days. So like bus chatter on like the bus, and you would oh, almost like yeah. you were like little detectives. You were a little like Nancy Drews and Hardy Boys. Like you would get off the bus and you'd like gather all the information you could for the next day until you got back on the bus. <laughs> and you're just like, all right, here's what I got. I sat down with my right. grandpa. We we're talking wrestling. He says it's bullshit, and he <laughs> he's honest about everything. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, what's the so most like, insane plot line uh, you remember? Most insane because it, it's art imitating life. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Hulk Hogan again. I'm gonna go with the Mega Powers. You remember the Mega Powers? No. Him and Randy Mach- Macho Man Savage. They teamed forces to be the superpower, the Mega Powers, and they went up against uh, like a tag they went team. Up against, like a tag team, yeah. And Miss Elizabeth became the the focal point of their 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 dissolvement because uh, Randy Macho Man Savage was thinking that uh, Hulk Hogan was gonna a little too mm. little too nice and friendly, 
true to form, a scant, you know, 20 some odd years later, Hulk Hogan, you know, gets in trouble for uh, having a little cuckold session with his uh, buddy's wife in real life. Yep. So maybe, maybe (laughs) Macho Man Randy Savage was onto something. Oh, yeah, brother. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, they they uh they went up against like the Twin Towers, which is Bo- Big Boss Man and Akeem. Oh, and then like Mega yeah. uh the Mega oh, was it Mega? There's another pun. I was like Mega Bucks, which was like Andre the Giant, which didn't really at that point didn't really wrestle. Oh, I want to guess. Like, yeah, uh, the Million Dollar Man. Yeah, Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase which I just man. learned looking up him that that was actually his name. His name was really Ted DiBiase. He just like slapped. Yeah, I know. I thought it was weird too. I was like, hey, that's why you can't think of an. Now, now, now I kind of love it. Like, it makes it more legit. Like, it just seems yeah. like this millionaire, like, board guy who's just like, fuck it, I want to wrestle. And just, like, walks <laughs> right. across the street to the arena. It's like, who do you got for me? What, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, for okay, I'll fly through crazy. mine real fast. Um, I had uh, – I, I was trying to, like, tap my memory. I don't know if this really happened, but I'm going with it. Like, yes. I feel like there was a storyline where The Undertaker came back to life, where The Undertaker died, and they buried him, like – under the ring and I think then right. yes and then his friend like uh, what paul a, bearer the paul yeah paul bearer oh so clever paul bearer yeah. like was like shaken like the, it was like dark in the arena shaking yeah, like a, little, a seance right yeah like, like the little green yes. thing and then like kind of a hand shoots up from like inside and like the you know what now that that definitely happened or i just this, created him, a this happened head. yes this, <laughs> this, this happened this this legit happened no no he for the for the party out there so you he do legit remember died this. Remember he legit this. died it was a real seance he came back to well, he life legit died. all sorts of 100 percent legit died yeah yeah do you remember his you. yeah do you remember do you remember his brother kane i do yeah now that you mentioned yeah yeah i i i, I all these memories are flooding. That's back. what I was it's saying. Crazy. Like the older you get, like it's less of just like, no, I actually have that memory available. And it's more, it's just like mention shit. And I'll tell you if it flags anything in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah. If it rattles around my brain a little <laughs> bit. I could do this with you for half an hour. Just like, you remember tugboat? You're just like, Meh. it's just like a hearing <laughs> test. You hold up like your left hand. Remember the bushwhackers? <laughs> you hold up both, yeah. Oh, awesome, uh, brother! My, do what? Do you remember Mr. Perfect's ring move? Do you remember Mr. Mr. Perfect? Oh no! Do you remember him at all? I remember Mr. Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Mr. Perfect would be great because he would be chawing on gum the whole time, and yeah. then he'd hop into the ring, he'd spit the he'd spit the gum out and uh-huh. slap it into the audience. <laughs> oh man! Such that's an awesome. amazing move, wow. Mr. Perfect. Wow. Also. Uh, Million Dollar Man had like a manservant in Virgil. Do you remember this? Oh, I do. Yeah. Do Didn't Virgil? he wear like, – he was like shirtless and just the – Yeah. Just the, I might be making it up now. No, he might have been sh- – no, he had cutoffs, but it like – His okay, shirt yeah. would get like uh, – it was like a tuxedo shirt that would get, often get unbuttoned very quickly right. and easily. Man, we might be able to do an entire pod on this WWE, man. It's all coming back. It's coming exactly. back to – Guys, uh, if you want us to tackle more sweet – WWF slash WWE. We'll talk the wildlife too. We don't give a shit. Email us right, at right. MAB Sports like Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know one of your best memories. Please, guys, let us know when you found out it was fake. We're super curious. All right. Um, I have a payoff IO from Mad Degrees of Separation. Uh, I really punished my boy with Grudge Match, and then he mm. brought the heat when we did a Prima inspired New York Athletes to judges session which i got smoked like a sausage uh your hour sour starts now <laughs>
I'm put a little, <laughs> little fun sound effect in there. We'll think about that. All right. Um, I like it. I was sorry I lost, brother. Tell the audience a little bit about what I had to watch. You had to watch 1987's Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which is rated the the number one worst movie of all time for those audience members that out there that know The Room, the, uh, the, 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 the movie that was actually remade by, or the story that was remade by uh, James Franco. Um, this movie will not, I think, have a, a Hollywood renaissance uh, like The Room had. Hard Ticket to Hawaii is about basically like a low-rent um action hero james bond who loves the ladies they're in hawaii and there's like a bad drug bust or something going on there's not really a real clear storyline did you notice that in this it's it's really just like what's going on it's just little scenes but a lot of a lot of guns a lot of blowing stuff up and uh a lot of nudity too guys um i can't express this enough it's really really hard to convey this message this movie is a real masterpiece of shit. <laughs> like, I don't. I, uh, for, okay, out of the gate, here's what's the most shocking. Uh, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's movies out there that have 0% to 10%. I've seen them. This is like, yeah. th- this is bad. There's a few things uh, watching which with uh, out here in L.A., podcast listener champ. The champ is here. Help him watch. And he point, he point out some uh, just amazing things just on the production. And this entire movie's <laughs> dubbed. Like, it was literally, we can't yeah. afford a sound guy, so let's go out there. Let's just fire those cameras off. Sounds like a problem for Post Us. We'll get it in the Post House. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so well, yeah, that's the thing, because they had a ton of wide shots. And they're just exactly. talking. Ton, ton of wide ton shots. Of walking, and like, these people are just walking next to each other. You don't know who's saying what. Well, yeah, people eating sandwiches, people looking away, and it's just like, oh, they're going to plug in this dialogue whenever it fits. Like, they, I, I'm right. glad you noticed they were all long shots also. So out of the thing, I was just like, all right, the movie's an hour and a half long. So it was yes. like, all right, I'll, I'll be a gamer. Like, what's an extra half an hour to the hour? So three minutes into the movie, I was like, I set a timer on my phone for 57 minutes. I was like, <laughs> as soon as this motherfucker goes off, I am done watching this. Then I had some other things going through my brain. Most awesome saying this is softcore porn, like, isn't like an exaggeration. Like, it's like, right. but it's also, I would double down on soft. It's like a soft, softcore porn, which makes it like more kind of uncomfortable and perverted. Like, it's just, yeah. It's, it's pre-Cinemax, right? It's pre-Cinemax. Yeah, it's just like it was like if you had to make a Cinemax movie, but get it on like Spike TV. Like it was kind of right. like uh, I need I need a I need a softcore porn for Spike TV at one o'clock in the morning, and it was like this is what you would make. Like it was legit. It it didn't make any sense the nudity that was happening which is i'm fine with making nudity make no sense but there was like one like we're gonna make love on the beach scene and they try to yeah. do like the angles and the soft focus she didn't have her top on whatever but it's like there was a scene where they did like a close-up of his hand and he had his pants on and she had like her underwear on. she might have been wearing like you know like full snow pants just to keep it safe and make sure they're only right. showing tits in this like yeah her hand like went down to his stomach like she was gonna take off his belt and then it went right back up and then they were like literally just on their knees him in his jeans, his white pants actually, her like yeah. in her bikini bottoms, and they were just hugging each other and making out while the sun set, and they were just kind of like laying down, smoking a cigarette, like they were both exhausted with both their pants on. Like it was, it was, that was crazy. 
That's called romance, is what it's called. And uh, yeah, it, there was a lot of weird, not weird nudity, but just unplaced <laughs> nudity. Went, like, like, I've never seen it. It was so funny because Dr. Mrs. The Commission was like kind of watching it. Oh, and, awesome. And along Fly with me, which is really wall. like, yeah, you want to get, yeah, oh my. We had a very in depth conversation about areola color. Really, just kind of because there's so many like fake wow. '80s boobs in this. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was a little shocking, and I was like, oh well, you can tell. We were, she ran a real clinic on deciphering real boobs between fake boobs in this like '80s, you know, soft. Sounds like sounds like an porn. expert. Let's get her on the pod. By exactly, way, we've been right, waiting we for an excuse to get Doctor right, exactly. on the pod. And it was so funny. And she fell asleep. And then she, we woke up this morning. She rolled over and she's like, did you finish your softcore porn movie last night? And I was like, nope. Got a half hour left. Uh, yeah. So I don't It's. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I didn't finish the last half hour. I'm not going to bore people with date, details. I guess the main character shows up. We don't see him again for like 20 minutes after we're on an island. Uh, right. There's the fakest snake in the world that I've ever seen. The opening credits. Do yourself a favor and look those up, or do yourself a favor and not look them up. They're just like, they're they're trying so hard. They're they're so earnest. They're just like yes. their names spray painted in real life. This isn't digital, like on the sides of boxes and real forklifts, yes. like moving the boxes around with the actual stuff like painted on them. It um, was it was comical. The other thing that I liked early on in that too. I don't know if you caught the line. Where they were, tr- where they were transporting the two like Playboy bunny chicks, were transporting the snake, and she was like, "Oh, take it to this wildlife preserve." And she's like, "There's no snakes on Hawaii." And I was like, "Wait, there's no snakes in a tropical okay. island?" Okay, we're gonna bore the bore the party into tears. I don't care. You can fast forward, or what you should do is pause, go watch just 58 minutes of this right. movie, then come back. So here's right. so let's get into this 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 ridiculous ridiculous snake scenario that is that right. apparently is the okay so no snakes on hawaii probably not true whatever i'm not right definitely not true so they knew enough about that later when they find the other snake case and they have the book with it they're reading up on snakes like how they digest food everyone says fucking second grade knows how like right. snakes eat food and this snake right. is what's the word he used i have to look it up it's like the snake is uh, the snake is contaminated because right. it was bit by mice that had cancer, cancer, cancer mice. Yeah. So now this snake is gonna bite you and like cancer is contagious now through this snake. What yes. the fuck's going on with this <laughs> this snake? Right. So here's the thing that you missed. That's a great payoff on this. Oh, same did I snake miss too, it? That oh, even God. It even confuses it even more. Oh, They're did you finish it? Around. Did you finish the movie? I, oh, I finished it like a trip. This should have been a date night. God, that's. <laughs> I finished it because I was like, I can't let you not watch this by yourself. So then, so then they they pay it off where they're all getting ready to go and they're trying to get uh, Edie's, which is this this restaurant, which has got the skeeviest uh, Mater D on the on the face of planet oh, I Earth. Have some, some of his quotes, yeah. Yes, and then so she Edie's the bar owner gets captured by the drug gang guy that they're fighting. I'm not even really sure diamonds, maybe I'm not really sure. But then, um, then they start talking about a snake that's on the loose. And then I look it up, and they're like, oh, well, I heard from so-and-so, the guy that was a transport guy, that the snake's just going to die in 36 hours anyway. So the tox- the clock's been ticking, and, and they were legit like all like, well, that'll be someone else's problem later. And that was that. They then finally pay off at the end after this long fight out and our and our action here no spoiler alert spoiler alert for no. all the audience out there no, keep listening literally keep listening. rides his motorcycle through her apartment wall meanwhile i don't know if she's in dist- if he knows she's in distress or not 
rides his motorcycle through her apartment wall with a bazooka on his arm, turns, fires, blows the uh, blows the snake up to smithereens. Actually, just blows the head off. Yeah. I don't know about I don't know about using about high uh, high grade military grade artillery in your living room, but I don't think he's just gonna like knock a head of a of a snake off. Yeah. I, I don't, I, yeah. I don't think. So so that I, I would love to do the body count of how many things he killed with the bazooka because he did yes. kill the skateboarder with the bazooka, and then right. he decided he also... to kill the blow up doll with the other shell right. and the bazooka. And that was after yep. he did so. The skateboarder do is God. We got it. This is this is going to be our low, lowest rate as episode ever. I can feel it. I can feel. It. And I'm blaming Hard Ticket Hawaii. I don't blame you, but I can't not taking us down it. with it. Like now that yeah. you actually watched it, I think the best thing that happened in Grudge Match is I didn't watch it, so at least you could blow through it. And now we're having like a back and forth on, it. like the the guy doing the handstand on the on the skateboard to be undercover yeah. to get a good look. He's just like, yep, those are the guys. <laughs> it's just like, it's a single right. highway road. Like you can see him and he comes back and he's just like, yeah, th- those are good. Right. Why, why be the most obvious that you could possibly be on a stakeout? Uh, all right. So let's go. Um, so our two girls that look like, I think I texted you. It looks like the, the lady Steve Irwin's like, they're just like, they both have like blonde hair and like the, the crocodile hunter, like, right. but it looked like a WWF, WWE tag team. Not just saying right. that because it was WWF, WWE tag. Okay, but it was. Um, so one says How about some douchey's bang. She's like, I measured it; it's four inches. And the other girl's like, That's no hot. That's not that hot. And she was like, Four yeah. inches from the ground. I was like, All right, yeah, that's not. There you go. It's not bad. Hey, that's that's Roddy. She's uh, she's he's hanging. Uh, can you imagine being? The, can you imagine if you were the honeymoon couple? Because those two chicks were air, air, airline. Oh, yeah. They're flying a Cessna. Right. Can you imagine the honeymoon couple that they're flying? They're transporting a snake and the honeymoon couple. And I'd be like, to whoever my – if my wife – if Dr. Mrs. the Commission booked that flight, I'd be like, you booked, like, the chintziest flight for, like, a puddle jumper. They're carrying a snake, a syphilitic snake back there. And we got the, the Lady Steve Irwin's flying – What's what's going on here? How comfortable would you get on that flight if those are your pilots? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't even really know what the the plan was with all that cargo. Okay, so here's the count. Yeah. Here's the count. I, I just said, I did a little stat count at the end of this movie. Uh, okay. The laugh the laugh count was at zero. Uh, <laughs> nunchuck count. There are three different sets of nunchucks. Three independent oh, yeah. sets of nunchucks. Um, that was just the first fifty eight minutes. There's more. Yeah, there are about. 48, you know, legit Me Too complaints that could be made. I mean, you just got to see this. You got to see this. This fucking maitre d' guy or whatever. Uh, there was one blow-up doll that actually blew up from Bazooka. Mm-hmm. And then uh, boob count, I believe it was at 14 by the time I shut it off. That's uh, Individual boobs individual or pairs? Boobs. Yeah, left and right, that would be two boobs. Okay. Ooh. Man. This, my friends, I don't know how you could sell it any better than that. Hard Ticket to Hawaii, $3.99 on Amazon Prime. Go get it. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. Right, Neapolitan Showdown, what started out as ranking some fucking ice cream flavors, it's come so far. You know what? I can't believe we haven't hit this one before, Most Awesome. Something near I know. and dear 
to the spare tire around my gut. We're doing best <laughs> beers. Best uh, beers. Best beers, buddy. We're Let really just... we're really kind of in that uh oh, hit it. Yeah. Open one up. Little ser- little opening ceremony for this Neapolitan showdown. I like right it, here. buddy. I like it. Is that one on your list? What do you got there? What brand do you got? It is. I'm not gonna well, I don't want to show okay, it to you. It's right. uh, uh, Ooh, let's keep it keep it tucked in tight. Uh okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I was like ranking my top three, I could go back and forth. This is brother, this is how I decided to do my top three. I mm. try to think about what beers I've had the most of. Yeah, I like mm. it. Mm-hmm. 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 Good like that. Uh, I'll take the ball out. So out of the gate, uh, I, I like to say I used to be like I used to not be able to stand any hops. And you know, I think they yeah. say your taste buds reset every seven years or whatever. It sounds like something cute sure. to say. Probably not true. Uh, mayonnaise right. sucks. Always has sucked. Fuck mayonnaise. But I did kind of grow an affinity for like the hop flavor. But they kind of grew. So I did do so. My number three beer, I think. I think third. And I, I did throw out cheap beers, which I think might be true. I think by this point mm-hmm. in my life, I don't remember the last time I really smashed like 30 Bud Lights. I, I ain't against yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I just remember the last time. But it's uh, it Corona. So Corona, yeah. I remember. I don't remember what it was. I think it was – did I just say I, I remember? I don't remember what it was. Well, there we go. Yeah, but I think it was like uh, exactly. something like – like in high school, I heard like it was on Sublime's Rider or something. Okay, now that I say that, I'm thinking – now that it's because like the, you put a lime in a Corona, but there was some band that would like demand to have Corona at it. And it was like, Oh, let's try Corona's and Corona lime. Right. Loved it. And then it came back in my life when I bartended at the Mexican restaurant, pink taco in LA. Like, sure. It's just, sure. It's shit without a lime, but you drop a lime in there. It's great. It's pretty good. And, and I like that because it's a good summer beer. It's like easy drinking. And I think, as we're heading into this spring summer, sure. beer is like you know, beer is that good drink. It's not, I don't I don't like a lot of beer during the winter time, but you know what? Like when you're sitting out in the patio, warm, enjoying a nice glass of beer, it's nice. And so I also too I, I tried to to get away from like the cheap like I'm not crushing rolling Rolling Rock or like Heineken, exactly, you know, like yeah. that Save stuff. That's like it's kind of garbage, but it's pretty commercial. Also too on the other end, I'm not trying to go for that super like hipstery like no so no one's talking chimay beer on here everybody relax chill out yeah yeah exactly and there's a million and also trying to look up all the different beers out there there's like a million plus beers so fucking just everyone's got a different three just relax yeah we know you yeah you were at aspen at one time that little brewery the back there on the nook has an amazing just like pale ale shut your mouth right bourbon barrel fucking whatever yes so i went i went with a number three that i think is 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 another classic it's it's pretty ubiquitous. You can kind of find them almost everywhere. I'm gonna go with Yingling. It's a it's a simple. It's a got a yeah. good flavor. You know, you put it in. Uh, you get to get a nice little cool mug. You can get it anywhere, and it just tastes good. Cool mug, bro. Cool mug. Cool, cool mug, bro. Cool mug. Sorry, I didn't get my church. Um, That's right. Yeah. So that. So when did you get first? Do they have that Michigan? Because I remember hearing rumors about it, and mm-hmm. I remember hearing rumors about it in, you know, Kansas, and but it was sure. kind of an East Coast beer, like you don't get it out here. Yeah, it's it's from uh, from our Phillies out in, or friends out in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, it's a Pennsylvania beer. They love it. It's one of like America's oldest brewery or something like that. We had it in Michigan. I, it is predominantly like East Coast, but it's come out. It's here in Indiana now. And, uh, you know, they've got a light lager. They've got like a black and tan. They've got like a gold pilsner. 
Um, but just like regular old Yingling, it's good, classic. It's easy. It's not. It's not like a sophisticated drink. It's just a solid summer beer you could probably find most anywhere that you go to. Great. So we'll say um, score this. I believe Corona's alcohol content. I'm just gonna take a stab. This has got to be around the probably 5.8 territory. Oh, you think that high? I think so. I yeah, think so. you're right. Okay, I'll it give out. it to you. No, I don't challenge it. And then um, let's see. You got the Liberty Bell 1776 to uh, 1776 <laughs> to 58. Oh. Uh, all right, rocking into beer number two. I'm going to do uh, – I'm pretty sure this was on the list. If you could do the block, but it's not my number one. You might be able to do the number one. i got to get you out of New York. Mm. But the number two is Boulevard Wheat, and it's kind of shocking Ooh. that it fell this too. But yeah. you know, a lot yeah. of listeners out there, the, a lot of the Rock Chalk crew, a lot of the Kansas people know what I'm talking about. Clutching Kansas, their hearts right now. Kansas City Brewery, man, we were obsessed. Like this was – this was pour into a glass. This is like all my beers then had just like something involved, like had to have that lemon in it, but poured yeah. into like a nice cold. You were there. I mean, how many of you know the weddings of the gang like had Boulevard wheat there? Like it was. Oh, it all was a yeah, like, it was coveted. When when somebody's moving out to L.A., it would be like, hey, like throw like five six cases of that Boulevard wheat in your moving right. van. Like we'll pay for it when we get out here. Right, right. Just cannonball run it over to to L.A. Um, yeah, Boulevard Wheat is good. I actually went online. Uh, there's a website uh, called beerconnoisseur.com. Uh, actually had the state of Kansas rated pretty low in terms of, even though Boulevard Wheat's there, state of Kansas coming in at 44th out of the top 50 states of, uh, of, of breweries in the country. I was a little shocked by that. Ooh, that's fuck- and that's counting, that's counting Boulevard, yeah? Yeah, that yeah, oh yeah, that's counting that, and they they listed another one that I don't, I've never heard of before. Well, actually, I um, couldn't remember if like if Boulevard Brewery, and I know it's in Kansas City. I don't know if it was on the Missouri side or the Kansas side. Ooh, good point. That's a good point. So I'm gonna go with my number two. I texted you this way back in the day, uh, not way back in the day, like maybe like two months ago, three months ago. Um, I'm gonna go with Golden Road Brewing. Mm-hmm. It's a Wolf Pup Session. IPA Wolf is my pup. number two. Wolf Pup. <laughs> um, this is good. first off too. Like, what's up with all these beer cans now that have like exotic labels and yeah. very like you know and just just ornate design on these it cans? It does. It like, makes it honestly makes it confusing for anything to stand out. Like, if everything you have is just like some kind of like abstract like kind of animal scene. Like, I can't remember what fucking beer's which. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like. The Voodoo Ranger line has like snakes and like, yeah. is this good? Is it gonna kill me? Like, what's going on? <laughs> is this a hot sauce? So you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I normally when we see skull and crossbones on a beer, like I'm like, I should not drink that. <laughs> but then everyone's like, you know, everyone's going nuts over it. But this hobby. one is super hobby. It's this is a nice citrusy a beer. It's got a good like golden hue to it. It looks good in the glass. It tastes yummy. It's nummy. Um, and I'm not a big IPA guy like yourself. Like I, I'm not super yeah. into the big hop, big flavor, and and uh, I, I do like wheat beers. Like so, I like Boulevard wheat. But for me, this has got that kind of crisp citrus flavor that that that's perfect. And I'm not a big fruit guy. It doesn't come with fruit a lot of times when you order it out. Uh, drinking it from a can is really good. It's got a cool kind of beachy vibe to it, so you feel 
even though I'm in the landlocked Indiana. You know, I might be on the beach here. I might be sun breezing, a little All sand right. in my hair. That's no, just probably dirt okay. from my, my neighbor's backyard. But I'm feeling good. So I'm going with uh, Wolf Pop. Session I pick. All right. I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> you did give it points for being both yummy and nummy. So I'm yep. going to give you uh, let's be what a six year old would describe a beer tastes like. We'll give you six mm-hmm. points on that. There you go. I'm going to go em. with uh, <laughs> Boulevard. We- I'm going to guess I give myself seven for Kansas being seven spots from the bottom on like breweries. <laughs> uh, we got to right. give a little shout out to Free State. I know uh, Kansas fans out there are pulling their hair out if I didn't mention Free State Brewery. There Lawrence, you go. Kansas, there you go. pop in. Excellent, excellent local brewery in Lawrence, Kansas. I think something directly we were talking that we wouldn't do, shouting out those little breweries. Nobody would know about, but if you're in Kansas, check her out. Um. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. That brings us into the top. So I do. So I do want to say, leaving that. So it was that was my wheat phase, and I did just because I feel like yeah. something's coming up. Like I was a big blue moon guy. I was basically just yeah. like I was like, hey, like what, you know, what, uh, what wits do you have? What Belgian, you know, Belgian wits? Like what kind of like I want that kind yeah. of like that orangey flavor to him, like obsessed sure. going to do like sure. a lot of blue moves, sure. but beat out. So going to the top spot, I did get into IPAs. Uh, there is a place called Kagan Lantern that is in between my walk from my office to my place. And I find it impossible to not pop in for two uh, 16 ounces of gastronomical. And this is basically, I know this is Ooh. off the beaten path. You don't know it. And most awesome is I want you in New York for a million reasons. I want the whole family there, but I need to get some of this gastronomical cross your taste buds so you can really see what I'm talking about. Like it's not like it's a weird beer, man. It's salad, bro. It's Sell I know, it. it's it's citrusy, but it's not like over citrusy. It's not sweet at all. Like it I almost would say it's a beer flavored soda water, but it has just okay. like a little citrus in there. Like it it's really you can have like four or five and you feel you feel nice. You feel very, nice. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So my number one is Foster's. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I I like that. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to have to tell you that. Uh, yeah, buddy. Labor Day weekend, we're, com- we're coming out. So I'm going to get some of the gastronomical. <gasps> we're going to have a, we're gonna have a map on the street. Are we going to video a little, pod? Little, a little, <laughs> little, little last call, Whoa. gastronomical call. Whoa. Okay. Plenty, plenty so, in New York for the family to do while we're – Crushing pints. I'm kidding. Relax, <laughs> Doctor, Mrs. Kamish. Forgive me. Your sweet spot. My number one. Oh, there it is, baby. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's wheat, man. Yeah. That's a wheat beer. I'm loving it. I'm drinking it right now. It is the consummate summer beer. Yeah. I'm talking about Bell's Oberon. The audience can't see it if you're if you're listening. It's on point. It's a local Michigan brew out of Kalamazoo. Larry Bell started in his fucking basement, 1983. It's grown into this huge empire of beers. They have Bell's. Has all sorts of two-hearted ales, all, uh, a litany of beers. Um, this is their best beer by far. Yeah. This is their best beer. Beer Connoisseur, the website I talked about earlier, gives this a 93 out of 100 on their rating scale. Uh, 8 out of 10 on mouthfeel. I don't even know what that means. Mouthfeel. But you know what Ooh. I feel? Sounds it feels good, good in my mouth. <laughs> so that's why I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. This spicy, hot, fruity delectableness yeah uh the audience out there listening to this i haven't had just more than one or i have had more <laughs> than just one so but i'm not you i'm did. not getting too too I, deep into it yeah you just say yummy and nummy uh I don't know, yummy so and I, nummy i said so i have to go um so real fast do you prefer out of the out of the tap or the can 
can, baby. Well, oh, tap is good too. Um, I love, man, I love, I love the can. I love cans, man. I love I, cans taps. are so much. Yeah, taps are great. I mean, but they can be a little inconsistent. Means- it's just like fountain soda when you're a kid. Like it's just like, I, yeah, I like a cold fountain soda. But if there's too much fucking, sure. if the syrup to like carbonation ratio is off, sure. like it fucks up the whole Dr Pepper. Sure. And and going and having the tap actually defeats the 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 tenants of best bars for Brandana, which is really just like going in your basement in a quiet dark place with no one around. Just go get a twelve pack, put it in your in your your beer fridge, and drink the cans. That's what I would do, my friend. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. not bad. And they also after the cans, I would say. Oh, so here's what I'm gonna do, because uh, so two questions. I'm gonna give you the win, because Oberon Ooh, is so. High this on. is your this is yours to take, Brandon. I know, but I know it was there, but and I really sold. I want to be honest. I sold, uh, I sold gastronomical a lot better than you sold Oberon. But maybe that's a little bit of just like. But did you give a the gastronomical's mouthfeel rating? I don't. Okay. I don't think <laughs> I did, so. I did. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, but I'm I'm gonna put a pin in this because this will happen when you're here over when you're in New York over Labor Day yep. weekend and you try a gastronomical, it's pending. If you're just like holy shit, Brandana, you weren't fucking around. Then we're gonna Ooh. go back and we're gonna retroactively change the score and I'm gonna get the win. Fair enough. It's this. I love it. This is this. This Neapolitan showdown is a first. It has an asterisk next to asterisk, it. Asterisk, baby. Asterisk. You can do what we want. Wow. It's our. It's our fucking podcast. It's our fucking pod. <laughs> Real fast, buddy. Uh, what's the most overrated brewery in the U.S. right now? Most overrated brewery. Just oh, a beer. Not... Everyone's geeking out about that. You're just like, man, I don't get it. Oh, I. Uh. uh... Miller, Coors, Miller Lite. I don't That's know. That's why I'm putting you on the top. Uh, Goose Island, man. I love IPAs. Like Goose Island's the only IPA I'm just like, I save it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's all you have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll have. Yeah, I'll have a soda water. I'm good. I'd rather yeah, not. Yeah, we have it out here. It's it's our it's a it's a acquired taste. It's I'm not. A, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Acquired the three one two is not that great. It's yeah. it's like less of acquired taste. It's just like it's more of an only thing available taste. And if there's other things available, you're like I'll have the other thing if you don't mind. Uh, all right, guys. Obviously, we don't have time for that Brandana Gambling Corner. Thanks for sticking with us. This has been a dynamite episode 58. Guys, we want to hear from you. It's about time for us to do another Mab Degrees of Separation. We have an MAB fixes coming up, I'm pretty sure, just in time. Guys, we're not going to try to fucking lie to you. We're about to get in the dog days. Hope you like talking about fucking baseball. Send us your thoughts at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. All right, MVP of the week real fast. Mine will go on the football tip. Mine, I'm going to go uh, pour a little out for uh, all the players of the AAF. The fleet. The fleet. The fleet. The fleet. So sorry. Little tip of the map. Um, I'm going to go just MVPs. Thanks for you guys going out there. I know it's part of your dream. Uh, you're living your life out there, and that's a kind of a shitty way to have it all come crashing down around you. So good on you guys. Way to go for it. Actually, that's my MVP also, changing it. Don't worry about it. There you go. Yep, I'm going to chop out that other thing. No one's even going to be the fucking wiser. Now I'm going to chop out this also. So I'm just going to start over. <laughs> Brother, that's great. I like I little something I was going to go with, but I'm going with the – because I honestly mean it. It's just like – because it – it sucks. Like obviously, like I, I don't know. They're like baseball kind of has those glory stories and stuff, and just kind of staying alive in those minor leagues. And football yep. doesn't really have that. So just the opportunity yep. to go for the dream. And obviously, these guys are sticking around. And it's, it, it sucks to not only go for it and kind of get your hopes up and like have that shut down, but also just kind of how it went down from some of the stuff you're hearing. Yeah. Just kind of be like in a financial hole and stuff, and to get excited. I don't, I don't know how they went down. I don't know how you just. 
I don't know how you forecast, like, hopefully we get rich quick. It just seems like a really – I don't blame the players because it's just like, yeah, they need players. It's just like, I want to play football. Like, it looks like yeah. – I can't tell you how to create a business. It's like, you want to play – you want football players? I'm a football player. Let's play. But to have something that you didn't even have possible to sustain it, sustain itself for a full season is that's zany. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, it is wild. We're going to – there's going to be stories coming out about this – later on down the road i'm just disappointed that we couldn't uh that our podcast couldn't you know just send its its vibe to yet another up-and-coming team like loyola or some of the other things that we've we've touched we've graced by yeah, mab and touched good. them and defleet i just want to pour one out for defleet i miss you guys defleet. already defleet yeah that sucks i uh no sucks to end on a sour note so let's Turn it around. Uh, send us your WWE stories. It may be sports podcast at gmail.com. Send us your defleet stories. I wonder if this XFL thing, you know what's funny is this all tying together. I wonder if this X, XFL thing is really going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I know. We'll see. Come on, Vince, Mc, Vince McMahon's taking another bite at the apple. Let's see it, baby. All right. Pound down that uh, yummy, yummy mummy. Yummy and nummy. Yummy and nummy. Guys, Sign off the street. Uh, get it all. <laughs> This has been episode 58. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, hit us up. Image Sports Podcast, gmail.com. We told you that. I am Brandon. Why don't you sign yourself off most awesome? Hey, guys. Tune in in late August to find out if this podcast was Mabstronomical. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.